my whole life I spent trying to get approval from my mom on what was right to do in my life was I, you know, being a good mom was I being the right type of person in the world to contribute to the world, to be the best daughter I could be, to support my family. And I didn't have that person anymore who believed in me enough to make me feel worth it. It's been two years and I'm still struggling. Hey guys, my name is Katie Enterkin and I'm on a mission to help humans become the best possible versions of themselves and to unveil what I like to call the beautiful beast that already lives inside us all. And welcome to the podcast about everything and a little bit of nothing. I've had the privilege to talk to all kinds of different humans who have been through a plethora, oh I love that word, a myriad of experiences just being a human and existing. These are real conversations with real people, getting to know each other, sharing stories that make us cry, and occasionally pee our pants with laughter. We talk about all kinds of life stuff, parenthood, business, life goals, fitness, chasing your dreams, and yes, even some animal noises are involved. For more information, keep listening. This is the Unveiling the Beast podcast. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. You guys, this episode is definitely an emotional roller coaster ride. I got to hang out with my old friend Elizabeth Breed, which seems to be a running theme to chat with old friends about passion shenanigans. But anyway, we do take a few quick and embarrassing trips down memory lane, which are kind of sprinkled throughout the episode, and then we talk about the hard stuff. This woman is a freaking beast and a warrior. She's in the midst of dealing with unimaginable emotional pain, and yet she's still managing to put one foot in front of the other every freaking day. Listener discretion is highly advised. Topics discussed in this episode include death, child molestation, and rape. On a brighter note, as always, I hope something lands with you today. I hope something you hear tugs on your heartstrings, and or I hope you laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back in my closet on the floor with my laptop on a laundry basket, along with my fancy new bro- fancy new mic that my brother gave me. I was going to call it a break. I was going to mix brother and my- <laughs> So I got a fancy new mic, so the sound's a little better now, and then I get all professional and I go sit in my closet on the floor with the laptop on a laundry basket, along with the tripod. And I'm sitting with Elizabeth Breed. There seems to be an ongoing um, theme of having old friends on the podcast. The reason being, I have very interesting friends. (laughs) And I think that's an understatement, right? Yes, to say the least. Yes. Just, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your support. I love you. So, Z, what up? Why don't you tell my listener who you are? Just some random chick you happened to find at school one day. Thought I was weird enough. Hey, you're weird. Let's be friends. 
Yeah, so we found each other in choir, right? Or chorus. Which one? What did they call it? It was chorus. Your mom was the teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her mom didn't like me because I smoked. Yes. Even though her dad smoked. <laughs> yeah. Because you wore black. Influence. Because I was black. Yeah. No, because you wore black. Yeah, back in the day I was black. <laughs> the whitest person I ever met. It's funny because I still wear black. So it was oh, because I wore on. black? Yeah, because you wore black, you smoked, you were you were the odd person. You were the bad influence. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, little did they know I corrupted everybody else, huh? Yeah, yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. So what else about you? Do you have kids? I have two beautiful daughters. Are they British? No, I wish. You wish they were British? <laughs> <laughs> British. So we can all walk around and just talk British. Oh. I may be a redhead now, but I, I have a lot of blonde moments. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, she's a natural blonde. I'm not that there's anything blonde. wrong with that. She's a natural blonde. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with being blonde for all of my blonde people out there. It just kind of shows. And let, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, burn. I have, I, have plenty, I have plenty of blonde moments, so I have to admit that, yes. That's funny. That's bad. Where was I? I don't know. You you have two beautiful daughters who are British. I have two beautiful daughters. I wish were British. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, this will help you feel relaxed. Desmond's new thing. Actually, I'll just play yeah. it for you. Mommy got boobies. Boobies Oh my goodness gracious. Again, again. Mommy got boobies. Boobies are big boobies. Big boobies. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's too adorable. That is uh, too funny. Is he at that phase right now where it's just all boobs? No. No. No, because I can't get, I couldn't get the girls to stop. Well, and it was just—it was starting. I have hoo ha I don't know. You said hoo ha. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it was bad. That's fine. And it's like they have to grab onto your shirt and have to like keep tugging at it. It's bad. Yeah, maybe. You're like, dude, the- I'm out in public. Leave me alone. I have two beautiful daughters, Jennifer and Christina. They're both. Uh, let's see, Jennifer's a. Preteen. Oh my God, she's gonna be twelve this year. Oh, holy crap! May the Lord. I kind of forgot about that. Mercy on your um, soul. <laughs> yeah, it, it. Yeah, it's already begun. Um, Christina's still my innocent, good child so far. She doesn't lie or steal or anything. She's actually the good kid. We've only Both my kids just are good. begun. 
Oh God, fourteen oh eight. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, uh. Okay, continue. Uh. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible it's interrupter. Okay. It's okay. I don't mind. Um, we currently live out here in my late mother's home. Um, late mother. Can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, she passed away about two years ago. Um, She got really, really, really sick. Uh, Anything that was wrong with her or anything that could go wrong was wrong with her. She was on dialysis three to four times a week. Um, Most of the time refused to go to treatment because she was just tired of it. I mean, it's Mm. dialysis, of course. Yeah. Kind of rough to see her in that kind of state, but she was still a happy person. Um, It wasn't until she took a fall here trying to get up to go to the bathroom, um, tripped over her walker and broke her leg, that things just kind of went downhill after that. And shortly after she did that, she passed away. She was my rock. She was my everything. Even though we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of crap. She ended up being the closest thing to a really good best friend that I had. Somebody that I knew I could count, you know, count on. Yeah. And kind of would save me in my situations and she would just be there and didn't matter what my decisions were that I made in life. She was always there. Um, the day I lost her... I lost everything. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, I kind of lived most of my life for my mom. What she wanted me to do. Yeah. After she was gone, I kind of lost that. Almost like you didn't know who to serve. Not that you were serving her, but it's like you didn't know what your role was anymore. No, because my whole life I spent trying to get approval from my mom on what was right to do in my life. Was I, you know, being a good mom, was I being the right type of person in the world to contribute to the world, to be the best daughter I could be, to support my family. And I didn't have that person anymore who believed in me enough to make me feel worth it. It's been two years, and I'm still struggling. Yeah. She was in your life for 33 years? 34. Well, no, 33. Yeah. Yeah, 33. I Mm -hmm. had my mom to myself the last five months of her life, and I had her just to me and my kids and Kenny and... I had never seen her so happy. I had never seen her smile so much. I'm extremely grateful that I had the time that I did with her. That I quit my job when I did. So I can come be with her and spend as much time as I could with her. It's hard talking about my mom. Yeah. I I take it you don't talk about her very often. I can't. I know. If I had a box of Kleenex that could go through cyberspace right now, I would hand it to you, like, through the screen. (laughs) And I'd probably go through each and every one of them. Yeah. 
So how, what have you been doing to sort of help deal with that without holding it in too much? <laughs> like, do you have some sort of outlet? Like, do you scream into motherfucking pillows? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I never have enough alone time to myself anymore to even just do anything. I can't go out and release what I need to release. I can't sit here and cry because people think I'm crazy. If I cry too much, my kids cry. They miss their grandmother just as much as I miss my mom. Yeah. Kenny just doesn't want to deal with it most of the time. So, I mean, he feels bad because he can't do anything to make me happy. So I know I'm in a form of depression and I can't get away from it right now. And it's not just from the death of my mom. It's losing my vision as well. Yeah. Literally, you guys, she has, she's got stuff going on with her eyes. It all comes down to I have the simplex virus in my eyes, and that is what's causing and wreaking havoc on my corneas. Mm. They're talking about doing a cornea transplant on both eyes because they're that bad. They're are massive ulcers to the point where they're not healing uh-huh. and I can't, I can't heal without getting a transplant, but I have such bad astigmatism that they said that there's, you know, a greater chance of my body rejecting the cornea after surgery. So then that puts me in even more bad shape. So I went from this bubbly, happy person to being free with my mom being able to see, drive, work, take care of my kids, have a life worth living, and now I'm basically shut off from the world. I don't know what my purpose is anymore. I have two beautiful girls that are looking to me for advice. They need a role model, and I can't be that for them. It's okay. You can take a moment if you need to told you you'd get me to cry well yeah that's my job no but i think i think that so often we hear you know shows like this where people have come through it already and that's awesome because you know people need tools to put in their pocket but you don't often hear somebody talk who's going through it right now and they're stuck you know because there's so many people out there that are probably believe it or not, in the same position as you are, and they have no fucking idea what to do, except maybe you could get a coach. (laughs) Wink, wink. I don't like doing that, Katie. You know that. Doing what? Talking about my shit. Because everybody's got their own shit to go through. But that's why you're stuck, because you don't talk about it. That's coming from a stuffer. I am a frequent, long, li- long, long-lived, what? <laughs> lifelong, lifelong, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> a long-living. <laughs> I'm a lifelong stuffer. <laughs> You're talking oh, to a frequent, man. long-living. <laughs> yeah, I would start with screaming into a pillow. No joke. Anything you say after what I just said is an excuse. 
booyah. <laughs> the way she's looking at me, you guys, like, fuck you, Katie. Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows I'm right. You always have been. Uh, well, that's not true. Well, not with me, it has. Hey, wait. It's November, right? Yeah. Are you trying to figure out how long you've been cigarette-free? It's basically a year and five months. That's good. I don't know how I've done it, other than the fact that I'm completely repulsed by cigarette smoke now. And you know how much I used to smoke. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. What? Do you think that was my influence or your dad's influence? Um, I don't even think it was either one of you. Yeah, because you didn't start smoking until your 20s, right? I I had started the job over at Lake Sherwood. I think I was in there for about four months, and I started smoking because all the other officers used to do it too. So I was like, I want to see what it's all about. You know, it passes time according to everybody else, and sure enough, it did, and that's how it started. I don't think it had anything to do with you or him. Interesting. Because I know, I know you guys always asked every once in a while, you and a couple of our other childhood friends that we used to hang out with. Um, and I'd always say no. I think I tried it maybe once, but I wasn't into it. Yeah. It wasn't until I got older. So and then I just tried to hide it from my mom <laughs> in my 20s. <laughs> She she already knew. She's like, I don't know why you're trying to hide it from me. I already know you're smoking. I'm like, crap. That's so <laughs> funny. I did the same thing. And because, you know, after, yeah, during and after my separation, I lived with my mom. Right. <laughs> I would go on the side of the house to smoke. I was 23. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I'd why hide, are you I'd by the dumpster? Hide. I would hide behind my car, and my mom would be like, why are you out here? What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. And I'd reek of cigarettes, and, like, I couldn't get to my sprayer, my gum. But as soon as I heard, like, the screen door, I'm like, oh, crap. And I had, like, a piece of gum ready. So I'm, like, sitting here <laughs> chewing gum, and I still smell like cigarettes. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? That's so funny. You know, it's because we don't want our moms to be ashamed of us or disappointed. Which Those is are the, true. Two, the two things that we don't want our parents to be ashamed or disappointed. Exactly. So what do you do? And you hide on the side thing. of your house, you sit next to a fucking trash can, and you smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like my drinking. Like, I had, you know, gotten a, a little bit of, you know guts to go out and get me some beers or you know a bottle of I think it was horrible <laughs> thanks to Amanda and my mom comes in and catches me drinking she's like what are you doing and I'm like I'm like dude seriously I'm having some shots you want some <laughs> she told me no and then she takes me to a Christmas party and gets plastered off wine I'm like really mom really that's funny I need to get her on this podcast, Amanda. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and Chase She's were talking about her last story. night. She is going to have some stories for you. Holy cow. Awesome. I keep missing her though. She kept, uh, she keeps coming out this way. She was out Aww. in Laughlin. I think it was like a month ago ish. 
somewhere around there. And then I got mad at her because, like, I think it was a month and a half before that, she didn't even tell me she was coming out this way. She went to Oatman to go where, like, the donkeys are out here. And I was like, dude, that's, like, 15-minute drive for me. What the hell? She's like, oh, sorry. It was kind of, like, spur of the moment. I was like, damn it. Next time you come out here, you better tell me. Yeah, and I still oh. <sighs> My cooking has been on fleek lately. On fleek? Like, holy crap. Um... Oh, this is a good topic to get into. What? I mean, food? you already started it, food, but you're like a freaking bomb-ass cook, so go. Tell me some of your best recipes other than biscuits and gravy. Y'all. I don't know why I just started saying y'all recently, but this <laughs> bitch can cook some motherfucking biscuits and gravy. Yes. Bacon gravy. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I need to breathe because I can't you know, or maybe change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's making you think about that, huh? <laughs> uh, yummy. Um, no, it's like all right, because I'm probably talking to the worst person I could talk to about Italian food because you're the Italian queen. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Um, I've been making freaking fettuccine Alfredo. Oh. Homemade. From scratch ass? Homemade sauce. Like, homemade sauce. Wow. Is it cheesy or creamy? Like, it's actually both. Okay. Um, I ask because I tend to like the jarred stuff because it's more cheesy. And I tend to not like, like, fresh restaurant stuff because stuff, it's yeah. too creamy. I'm like, this needs to be cheesy. Think Olive Garden. You know their fettuccine? I don't think I've had their fettuccine. What? I know. I always get... Yeah, you have. Yeah. You had it with me. Are you sure? Yes, I you always, had it with I, me. We had the chicken... We had the chicken fettuccine Alfredo. Because I always get... Oh, is that part of the... Um, I always the get kidnapping the tour it. of Italy. Ooh. It has lasagna... And then, like, two other things that I forgot. Oh, chicken parmesan. Maybe the third thing is the Alfredo. It's been a while. Ugh. Well, we have we don't have an Olive Garden out here. <laughs> and it really pisses me off. So I had to come up with my own crap. So I took a recipe off of online, and I just kind of tweaked it to make it my own. And I just started using my own shit. And I'm like hmm, hey, this is coming out really good. And I actually like my stuff better than going to a restaurant. That's good. That's the way it should be. We started We started going to BJ's Brewery. They have, like, the bomb fucking chicken, uh, not chicken, uh, club sandwiches. Ooh. And uh, chicken fettuccine Alfredo. And they had, like, the actually good cooked broccoli in theirs. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, that's the first place I actually got Christina to eat chicken Alfredo. So when I started noticing she was eating it, I was like, hmm, I've got to make this at home. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to a restaurant. 
Yeah. And I can make as much as I want. And oh yeah. my God, it smells up the whole house. Mm. Oh. And then my baked chicken alone, I've used it with thyme, with rosemary, um, a shit ton of butter. Shit ton. Mm. I know it's bad for me, but oh my God, butter's know, like butter. Life. Right? And bacon. Oh my God. Yeah. Bacon. <laughs> Before we move Bacon. on from... We do, like, biscuits and gravy. What? Before we move on from fettuccine Alfredo. Yes. I need to tell the listener a story about my 24th okay. birthday. And how Z and two of our other friends kidnapped me, blindfolded me, threw me <laughs> in a car... I have videographic evidence. Maybe I'll post it on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So they blindfolded me. They kidnapped me, threw me in a car, even though I get motion sick. We drove, what was it, 15 minutes away? I'm like, where are we going, yo? And uh, I got out of the car. Well, after we parked. Um, I got out of the car and and we were at the Olive Garden because that that used to be my favorite restaurant in the whole wide world. (sighs) The end. (laughs) That was that was funny though. It was you're like, where are we going? You know what? I'm gonna dig that out. I'm gonna start a chapter of something. Maybe I'll just put it on my my regular Katie Entrican YouTube and we'll call it back uh-huh. in the day <laughs> cuz I have so that many works. videos nostalgia oh, man. with my birthday cake oh. that said happy birthday ho <laughs> yeah. that was too much fun that was oh. really too much fun my bladder and then your one picture where you're staring off into the distance oh yeah i love that picture Yes. I can't use it anymore. It's 10 years old. <laughs> Who cares, though? Because I don't look like it's that like anymore. The young, that's the young you. Yeah. So? I still have that skirt. Really? You know what I miss? What? The speed bump orgasms. Oh, God, you guys. Can you and going to Taco Bell. Could you please explain <laughs> that? <laughs> Oh my lord! Is this even a topic we can talk about? about? Yeah. (laughs) Every episode, I have to click on the explicit button. (laughs) So, what was it? You, me, and Tygen, right? Or did it just start out you, me? No, it was all three of us in the Ralph's parking lot. Yes. So, number one, our thing used to be going to Ralph's every time I came to visit. (laughs) We'd always have to go to Ralph's and go to... The beer what was section? it? The bakery section and get cookies or donuts? Donuts. Donuts? Donuts. I thought it was cookies. It was probably both. <laughs> okay, we'll just say for, for, for memory's sake, both. So we'd always end up in Ralph's every time I came to visit. And then right across the way from Ralph's was Taco Bell. And it's in this big, giant shopping center. Of course, in shopping Moore centers Park. have speed bumps. Moorpark, yes, California. So, 
they have a shit ton of speed bumps throughout there. <laughs> so, you know, us girls being wild and crazy and goofy. Not only are we singing to the radio and dancing to the radio, we are, as we go to each speed bump, <laughs> up and over, moaning and making it sound like we're orgasming the loudest as we could up and over these things. And it was just a riot. Every single speed bump. So it'd be like, bum, bum, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it would get louder. It was this car full of girls and like... I don't, you know, I don't remember even looking to see what people were wondering about us. Just the I don't think we were like, ah. weird. And then it was like, the slower you went, the longer and louder we were. <laughs> that was some good times. Oh, man. I used to do that with Sean in the car. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> remember all those speed bumps in my apartment complex in Riverside? Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of speed bumps, too. There's like 27. Holy crap. I don't know. I never really counted. Poor guy. I don't know what he saw in me. The same thing everybody else does. Your craziness. Uh, that's true. You're just amazingly awesome. Thank you. Thank it's because I love you. It's funny. Last night I was talking to Chase and I was like, you know, I always thought that you were just one of the popular kids that was nice to me because you felt bad for me or something. He's all, no. <laughs> He's like, I was bullied. I'm like, what? I never knew that about him. But anyway, my point was, I was like, well, what did you think about me? And he goes, I don't know. You just made it okay for me to be myself. I was like, oh, you have a habit of doing that. Like, all right, the way I am with you, I cannot be around him, like Kenny, or my girls, or Jose, or even, you know, just random family members. I can't be that way. And mm. there's something about you that just makes it open up. Like, you, you're, like, judgmental-free. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Because I-D-G-A-F. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I can't even fathom a life without laughter. Laughing, like, I don't just joke in my content and my videos when I say laughing is my favorite thing to do. It really is. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. You know, and it's funny because even though, even though I'm so sad, like, I try to hide it when I'm around the girls. So I'm always constantly making them laugh. I'm always, you know, scaring them. You know, I'm always running around being crazy. Yeah. And then it's like when I'm by myself, then I have that, okay, I can kind of be normal, you know, be how I need to be. But I don't ever want the girls to see me go through as much pain as I am right now. I want them to see a mom who's strong. Yeah, I may be, you know, thrown on the ground right now because of everything else that's happened to me, but... I have to somehow find the strength to be there for them. Does that make sense? It does. And my first thought is, don't you think they should see a little bit of that part so that they know it's human to be sad and it's human? They do. To throw they do. Okay. It's, it's not like I'm all, you know, Stepford wife or anything. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel bad when I have to show them that part because they're like, we don't know how to help you. We don't know how to make you happy. We don't like seeing you cry. We don't like seeing you upset. We want to make things better. What can we do to make you feel better? And it's like, I don't ever have the answers other than just, you know, be here for me. That's it. Yeah. And also it's not up to them to make you feel better. Exactly. That's why I always tell them, you know, I've got this. Don't worry. I say it's just a phase. It'll go away. Yeah. And then I kind of just brush it off and just, you know, save it for later. But it kills me inside to see them see me upset. I don't know. It just goes back to being lost. That's it. it. I have needed you more than you know, but you have a son that you're taking care of. You have a new journey. The last thing I want to do to anybody is bother anyone with my crap. When I say bother anyone with my crap, there's a lot of crap. Well, I mean, we're I'm talking like you. big giant mountains about, you know, 50, 50 million feet tall yeah. that I have to go through. Poo-poo. <laughs> which, is, which is why you're in the emotional state that you're in because you got to you gotta dig through, you got to find the berries in that crap, like in uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> got to pull those gloves up to your elbows and start digging. Otherwise, oh, shit, pull it up and over my head. Is, you know? oh, oh, man. Just a lot. Are you tired of feeling like this? Or is it... Yeah. Or are you staying there because you know it's safe? No, I I have, for the last month and a half now, been crying so much here when I send the girls to bed because I'm tired of being like this. And I don't know what to do. I don't know the steps to do next. I don't know how to pull myself back together. With the situation with Richard... Yeah. It's hard to trust again. Yeah. It's hard to trust anyone. And that's sad. Just to be clear, she's not talking about Richard Bradley Lachance episode one. (laughs) (laughs) No. My, I'm not associating, associating him as my father anymore, but my sperm donor is what I will call him. There you go. Did a horrible horrible, horrible, despicable, disgusting act on my oldest daughter. And after all these years of trying to protect my kids from predators, I ended up living with one. And I didn't know that my father could be something like that. Being able to trust anybody ever again with anything is hard. Yeah. He's destroyed my baby girl in more ways than I can even try and fix. And the sad thing is, is he has been sentenced to 40 plus years in prison. And I feel like it's still not good enough. I agree. And it's sad because yesterday I was reading a post in Facebook And I was sitting here, I was like, damn, I wish we lived in Alabama because they just passed a law castrating every single, what was it, child molester in the state. And I I don't even think that that would be enough 
I don't think it would be justice enough. Yeah. You know, child molesters don't do so well in prison. They're the ones that get raped and like I hope he does. Pretty much all the things that he deserves. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. No, don't be sorry. I wish for the same thing, Katie. I really do. Every night, I do. The stuff that was done to her, that was said in court, it destroys me as a mom. Is it uh, five years of happening? Is it stuff she said that he did? It was stuff both. Stuff he admitted to and stuff she said that he did. For five years? Five years. She was four. (laughs) Katie, he raped my little girl. Over and over and over again. Yeah, that's a little beyond child molestation. I didn't know that. I I always thought it was just like, not that anything is okay, but I thought it was like fondling and stuff like that. I wish. I really wish. When I asked Jennifer what had happened, that's all she told me it was. It wasn't anything major. And I think it was because she was scared. She was embarrassed. Katie, Kenny was in the courtroom when she was giving her testimony. He said, baby, you don't, you don't ever want to hear everything. And at one point I had to stop him because I needed to know certain things. And then I sat there and I asked her and we both sat here and we cried about it together. Because I... For five years, how could I not know, Katie? I know I was working a lot. But how could I not know? And then on top of everything else that she went to my mom three different times to tell her, and not once did my mom say anything to me. Not once. What am I supposed to think? That's definitely messed up on her part. Very messed up. I know she was. I know she was sick, but something like that would obviously trigger something. You pick up the phone. You call me when I'm at work. I don't know because she had a conversation with Richard and everything about it, and then he's like, "Oh no, I would never do anything like that." You know, she's just you know lying or whatever because she's not getting her way on, you know, going to the store tomorrow or having me buy this gift or something. So he was turning everything around, making it seem like Jennifer was just sitting there lying. And the funny thing is, when we went to court, him and his attorney were trying to get me in trouble for all the monies that were used to, you know, pay for bills and stuff around the house. Every single thing. Him, Him and his attorney were sitting there trying to get me to fess up to doing this and doing that without permission. Anything that I had used that was with their big accounts was all through my mom's permission. Any monies that were withdrawn was with my mom's permission. Any checks that were written were with my mom's permission. 
if anything happens to me, this is what you do. This is how much the accounts have. This is what account to use for what, um, for what bank and all this kind of stuff. This is what you take care of. I don't care where he's at. This is what you take care of to take care of this house. And that's exactly what I've been doing. They sat here and tried to accuse me of cashing out a $100,000 bond and going on a shopping spree. I'm like, dude, does it look like I have a giant diamond ring? Do I have all this bling? Do I have like 50 million cars? Do I have a brand new house? Are you guys fucking nuts? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Sick. How can you... I don't understand how some lawyers can even have that kind of job unless they're just after this. I don't know either. Yeah. How do they sleep at night? He was sitting in there defending a sick fuck. Yeah. And he was okay with that. That makes him just as much of a sick fuck in my eyes. Right? Yeah. But to betray family's trust like that, like it, it destroys every vision I have of family, of love, of trust, of everything. I mean, Richard basically, to my face, acted like there was nothing wrong in the world. And why he did it, I have no idea. He still to this day is saying he's innocent, that he didn't do anything wrong. Even though he admitted it? He admitted certain parts. That was it. <laughs> There was enough evidence to prove everything that Jennifer had said. And the picture, had I known that they were going to blow the picture up so big, I mean, dude, was it was picture. on. Remember I told you it was of her vaginal area? He had taken blanking? a picture of it and, and, and literally printed it off and stored it in his briefcase. So when Tina and I went through the shed, we came across it, and it got taken to evidence. So even if they didn't have a case against him with her, they had him in possession of child pornography. Yeah. But had I known that they were going to use it on a big giant fucking projector behind my head, behind her head... I would have never given it over. Dude, her whole area was on display for everybody to see. Mm. I mean, how terrifying is that for an almost 12-year-old now? I'm sorry. Nobody should have to go through that. All my world came crashing down when this came out. It was this. It was... My mom, it was my eyes, it was finally getting justice and having him put away and locked up. It was everything. I may not have a place to stay in the next couple of months because he doesn't receive Social Security anymore. And that's how he was paying for the house, through mortgage and everything. I don't have a paycheck to come in at all. I'm still waiting to hear from disability and it's been over a year. <laughs> Everything's come crashing down, and I don't know what to do. I've put on so much weight because of all this depression. I emotion eat. What am I supposed to do? 
we were supposed to start joining a gym here a few months back and that never happened. Well, we will figure out what to do and what we will do is deal with one issue at a time so that you're not overwhelmed. Okay. Sounds good to me. I don't know if I told you Jennifer's on honor roll. Really? That's good. First time ever. She's that's the first time she's ever been on honor roll. That's so cool. I was ecstatic. I was like, because we usually get C's, D's, and F's on our first report card. Uh-huh. And we got this one, and it was all A's and B's, and she had one C that was, like, on the border of a B, and they gave it to her anyways. Do you think it's connected to what's-his-face getting sentenced? I think so. I think, I think so. it is, too. That, and she's just started middle school, so she wants to have a clean, fresh slate. I mean, everything, Katie, has been awesome for her. And on top of everything else, they have counseling at school now. Oh, that's good. Which is working with the mental health facility that I was going to take her to to get the counseling that she needed. Uh-huh. Now I don't even need to take her to separate counseling. She's got a counselor every Friday. That's awesome. So I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So she can heal. Now I just have to worry about me and sorting my shit out. Well, I I want to thank you for opening up about all this crap because it's, it's a lot for a person to take on. And I know there's people out there that just need to know that they're not the only ones going through stuff like this. So... Even though you're stuck, you're still helping. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this is a good place to end it. I have one question for you that I ask everybody. At the yes. End. If you had one piece of advice that you could give to the world, what would it be? Eat the cake. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the cake. Eat the tacos. Be happy. Laugh when you can, because it'll be those moments that you look back on that you can actually start healing. Ladies and gentlemen, Elizabeth Breed, signing off. Until next time.